Hi, I'm Randallin. I'm Jennifer. And we're people. Talking about people. People Talking People is a part of the Wander Barn Podcast Network. You can check out other podcasts on travel, yoga, health, and business over at wanderbarn.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, Jen. So I'm excited today because although we're really doing the same format and style we normally do, I'm going to kick us off by asking Randall in a couple questions. And we could think of it like I'm interviewing her a little, but you know, I'll be having some conversation and dialogue in here too. I just happen to know that what we're talking about today is something that she's just really good at. So I thought it would be really fun to get mostly her insights because why not get it from the person who's really good at it? And now you're sitting here on pins and needles going, what are we talking about? So today we're going to be talking a little bit about celebrating success. And really it's as simple as that, celebrating our successes along the way. So I've got a few questions for Randall Lynn so that we can really just truly dive right in. I will say this is one area that I am not super great at for myself. One of my celebrations is literally just me like fist bumping into the air, you know, (laughs) something to that effect. So I'm excited to hear some of the other ways that Randallin is going to share with us. I think there are a lot of people who maybe if it's a little more natural or innate for them to celebrate success, just like we would say with a strength, if we're really good, we don't always identify it super well for ourselves. I do think celebrating successes is the same thing. So there are some people who just sort of do it a little more naturally, so they don't even recognize they're doing it. So um, I'm hopeful that even for those people, they'll get some new ideas or you and I will have some of those kind of come out in our conversation and dialogue today. Things that we do, both of us even a little bit naturally and don't recognize or realize until we're talking to someone about it. Um, And then this is definitely a good one too, where we would love to invite people to hop over to LinkedIn and share because this is one of those where this would be a great dialogue if everyone could unmute and talk to us, you know, back and forth right now. We could all be sharing with each other because at the, at the end of the day, this is something that um, will make you feel better, build confidence, continue to perpetuate and grow momentum as you move forward and achieve your goals or just grow in general. So, okay. So with that said, we're going to dive right in. So Randallin, I just thought it would be really great for us to start right out of the gate talking around pretty simply just why is it good to celebrate success and why should we do it at all? I, Jen, I think you hit on a couple of these. You literally had just said like celebrating your successes helps you kind of build confidence and can, can continue to give you a little bit of like pep in your step. And I don't know about most people, but I feel like taking, even if it's two minutes out of my day to like reward myself in some way, makes me feel like the slate is clean. Like anything bad that happened, anything that like annoyed me or frustrated me or flustered me, like it's gone now. I am like happy. I, it's like punching the reset button. I'm like ready to go and continue on with like the next step or the next task or whatever my like next thing is. Um, So I love celebrating because I think it for me acts as that like reset. So maybe everything didn't go 100% as planned, but that doesn't mean that I have to stop. Like I can sit down, I can eat a cookie and I can like get back to it. Um, But I think what I've learned, like 
I'm a really big vision person. I, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, Jen, like I don't necessarily always have like very clear goals, but I have kind of like a big like concept that I'm like striving towards or working towards. Um, and so sometimes because I have like concepts that I'm trying to achieve without necessarily like the milestone steps kind of marked off, it can be really lonely and like isolating to just consistently be working after something that I didn't like think through enough to be like, here's how I know I'm getting better at it. Or like, here's how I'll know when I've achieved it. Um, so taking breaks during my day, during my week, during my months to grab a quick reward is kind of like the serotonins. You're like happy brain, right? Yeah. You're like, it's like the serotonin boost I need to like stay on track with whatever like vision I've set because I'm a terrible planner and I don't think through like exactly what that journey will look like. I just like set my eyes on a goal and I'm like, that's the one, let's go. Uh, so I have to build in kind of like ways to maintain that momentum um, because I don't set clear like mile markers of success. So you said some really good stuff in there I want to recap. So first of all, that last one I think is probably the biggest key for people here. If you are working for, and it doesn't matter if you're the, I set really good goals or I don't set really great goals. I'm just a big visionary. If your goal is a big goal and there aren't a lot of those milestones or there's smaller things to track, or even if there's so many of them that you're like moving forward constantly all the time. So you forget that you're doing those little things along the way because you're working towards the big thing. If you don't just take that moment to celebrate, you might kind of even forget a little why you're going for it at all, right? You're, you, you lose sight of the why, the excitement and the reason and the drive that you're moving forward for it. So when you're working toward those giant lofty big goals, pausing to celebrate successes along the way will really help you to continue to move forward. So I think that's really fantastic. The other thing you mentioned, which to be honest, I hadn't thought of before. Oh yeah, go ahead. Up in here real quick and just piggyback on that. Some of the things that we work towards in life aren't necessarily fun. Like I'm thinking about right now, I'm working incredibly hard to pay my car off because I just hate having, like I physically makes me sick the amount of money I pay every month for my car payment and I just want to be done with it. That is not a fun goal to like conceptually, it's a fun goal to work towards. But when I think about, oh, I could, you know, take a quick weekend trip here or I could put that extra $300 towards my car. Like those are not fun decisions to make. Um, so especially if you're working towards not incredibly exciting goals or like goals that are a little bit harder to continue to build momentum with, finding ways to reward yourself when you make a decision that errs in the favor of progress towards that goal is I, what I believe like the key to actually getting there. I think that's probably one of the most important things that you just said too, because we forget that so quickly. What we are working toward is not always the fun goal, not always the, yay, I get this when this happens. You know, it, it can absolutely be paying off the car. It can even be, think about it from like a work context. How many times have you been given a project that 
maybe you just don't even want to do. I <laughs> like really, or maybe you are one of those unfortunate people who are in a job that you don't even care for the job that much, but you've just got to be there and you've got to punch the clock and you've got to move forward. So if you aren't finding those sort of positive things to take away, if you aren't celebrating those successes that are occurring along the way and having something around you that's giving you that excitement, you're just not even going to be able to, to move forward. It's going to be stifling. It's going to be challenging. You're going to either fail or just decide you don't want to focus on that goal anymore. And then all of a sudden you're not working on paying off the car anymore. You're doing other things. So I think that's, that is super fantastic. When we think about these really big goals, the other thing that I want to just point out is around failures. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you had a big, huge failure, something horrible happened. It might just mean that maybe you had a small slip along the way, or I neglected to do what I needed to do today, this type of thing. And those failures can be those components along the way that might slip you into that spiral of kind of getting off track, just like we're talking about our goals. All of a sudden it's like, I didn't do it today. Therefore, oops, you know, I'm not doing it anymore again. So instead of dwelling on these failures, because it's very easy for us to, to dwell on them and think about them over and over and over and over again, this is one of the reasons why the celebrating the successes is so good. It allows us to kind of take away from those failures, take a pause and say, okay, yeah, I had some mistakes, but look at all the good things that I did throughout the day. So if we're able to kind of push those failures off to the side for a moment and then look at all those small things and celebrate those, they're going to help to kind of overcome or mitigate the failures. So those small celebrations along the way will be really good for us to prevent that dwelling on the failures. So that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to add, but really within everything else that you said, you just talked about having that clean slate. And I think that's something that I've never really personally thought of or connected it to. So I think that's something for people to really think about if you're needing that fresh start, if you're needing that do over, if you're just needing that deep breath, um, take a moment, celebrate some successes. So you can have that clean slate and then you can really feel like you're almost like starting over a little bit. Jen, I want to jump in and this is not one of the questions that we talked about and I didn't think it was going to come up, but as you were talking about failures, I feel like it could be important to some people. Um, so a couple, a couple years ago, I read a book called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. And it was literally a book about disappointment. And the whole concept of the book is that we we will avoid situations that have disappointed us because we're unwilling to admit and name that we have been disappointed. So I think about like anything that upsets you or like frustrates you or frazzles you like, oh, I forgot to buy coffee. Like now my day is just going to be bad because I forgot to buy coffee and I don't have coffee to drink in the morning. Like okay, I'm disappointed in myself that I forgot to buy coffee. Like that is the emotion that I'm feeling, even though I want to believe that I'm feeling frustration or agitation or irritation. Um, and so getting in the habit of being able to directly name the emotion you're feeling, I will, I will be open and honest with you, 90% of the time you feel disappointment because we are humans and we have expectations. And when those expectations aren't met, we just feel disappointed. Um, but in being and becoming aware of the emotions that I'm feeling, it helps me better understand how to celebrate. So, I mean, we're going to talk about, I think your next question for me was around like how I define wins and like what that looks like. 
and I'm still working. I mean, we're recording this on a Thursday. I'm still working on my my Randy's Monday must-dos list because guess what? They didn't all happen on Monday like they must have, like they must do. Um, so I think I'm every time I like check something off that list now, I go and I take a minute and I celebrate, even though it didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, and it is now something that I could choose to be disappointed in, or I can choose to continue to kind of reframe that and celebrate the things that I did do on Monday, the things that I've accomplished on Tuesday, the things that I've now done on Wednesday and that will get done today on Thursday. Like those are the emotions that I'm going to continue to center back on instead of that feeling of like disappointment and behindness and being like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't believe I didn't get this done on Monday. Like it took five minutes. Why did it take me till Thursday to get it done? Um, kind of breaking that track of negative self-talk and being like, I'm disappointed. That's okay. Here's what I'm going to do about it. And getting on that like fresh start, that clean, um, kind of like the clean slate and breaking away from the previous expectations that you didn't meet that set you up in that um, disappointment. It is early, so I don't know if I explained all of that incredibly well, but I think about like, if you take nothing away from this, go look at a feelings wheel the next time you are struggling to understand your emotions on something um, and figure out kind of like where in the process the breakdown is happening that is resulting in like the lack of desire to continue moving forward. Well, I followed it, so it had to have been good because that's the way my brain works. If I can follow it, then then we're great. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Naming your emotion. I mean, that is so key. Here we come back to this like emotional intelligence, self-awareness thing, this ability to have that self-awareness and the value that it brings is just like astronomical. Um, and, and I've noticed over the years, I've personally gotten better at that as well. Matter of fact, what's interesting is uh, when I'm angry, frustrated, disappointed, fill in the blank, something, and it's like starting to externally show for some reason. There's some I'm doing, you know, my voice is louder, I'm short with people, whatever it is. Like if it's externally showing, you know, my husband will say something like, hey, what's what's going on? Why are you so angry? Or, you know, so he's just sort of asking a question, inquiring. But what I've noticed is I've gotten a lot better of saying something in response like, no, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed in myself and it's something like that. But then that's a good way to, to identify it even for him because then he's like, okay, so it's not me. She did something or whatever, but that also kind of helps our conversation and our dialogue and for me to move forward. But there is some huge value in that naming of the emotion because then it sort of allows me to, to just move forward. When I take that moment to say, no, I'm just disappointed that the following occurred. All of a sudden I've appointed blame in the correct spot too. So I'm no longer, you know, just kind of walking around angry at everything and everyone. No, it's that one particular thing. Okay. That makes it a lot easier to continue to move on <clears throat> and maybe even stop and say, okay, but what have I done? Right. Right. How can I celebrate that success and kind of move forward from there? So wonderful. Okay. So it's not supposed to be this way. That was a good book recommendation for everyone too. So I like that. Okay. To your point, we've got a second question. So yeah, let's just segue right on into it. Um, wins. 
how, how we define those wins is going to be a little bit different for everyone, but we've talked about really why they're so important. So obviously what we want to do is kind of figure out what even is a win and how do we define it? And does it look different for everyone? Is there a dictionary definition you're going to give us something? How can you help us out? So Randall, and how do we define a win? I, I define a win as anything that went more than 50% according to plan. Um, so that could be, and I, I keep my definition of my definition of win so vague because the reality is, and one of the things that I've really learned this year in 2020 with life being so unpredictable and, um, kind of overwhelming at times, I, there is no longer this like clear start to end straight line of like set a goal, meet the goal. And I think of the like memes on Instagram where it's like, what it's like working from home, like 7 a.m., get coffee, you know, 7.05, check your email, like 7.010, like get on a Zoom call for the first time. And it's just like this rocket ship of, not rocket ship, roller coaster of emotions that you feel in a day. And I think our goals are just like that because we have days where it's so easy to get up, to put in the work, to feel good about it, you know, to eat healthy, to go to the gym, to do whatever it is to help you achieve that goal. And then we have days where we're like, mm, getting out of bed was like the step I took today in the right direction. Um, so when I think about wins and I sit down every night and I think about, you know, how my day went, what went really well, what I should be celebrating, I step back and I just first assess like, how am I feeling right now? Um, and if I'm feeling not super great, I think through like what maybe what aspects of the day I found like disappointment in or what I found frustration in. And I like sit there and I try to name the emotions, um, that are kind of like eating away at the current moment that I could be having. And then if I don't have a day, if I have a good day and I'm not trying to sit there and identify like what went wrong or what I could be digging to find that like moment of happiness in my day. Um, then I sit there and I'm like, wow, that was such a good day. I'm so, so thankful that I got to have, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, and C happen today. Like this is, this is a day I'm going to celebrate. And maybe that means instead of making my own coffee the next morning, I go buy some, or I use like fun creamer instead of just like heavy cream or, um, you know, I, I, based on like the size of the win, I, you know, celebrate accordingly. I mean, I'm, if I'm, you know, make a million dollars, I'm not going to be like, okay, well, today's the day that I'm going to go get Starbucks instead of making coffee. Like when I make a million dollars, I'm going to do something a lot more exciting than just like going and letting somebody else make my coffee. Um, but when I keep this scale fluid, it accounts for the things that can distract us. So um, one of the things that I have been kind of processing and working through in 2020 is grief. And that is an emotion and a like process that is the most like blindsided thing you can feel because literally one moment you can be having the best day of your life. And the next moment you'll need to cry for five hours. 
Um, and so when you have complex emotions in 2020 in everyday life, there are things that come up that are quite literally like out of our control. And if we're only looking at wins as things that happen when we accomplish a specific task or a specific um, to do, then it's going to be really hard to stay excited about them because so many other things are going to come up and stop us from getting there. But when I look at wins, it's like, hey, I had a really, really hard day on Monday, but on Tuesday, like I got up and I got some stuff done and I turned Tuesday around. Like that is a win that I'm going to celebrate now. Like getting out of bed on Tuesday was the win. What I chose to do after that, after I got out of bed, builds on that win because I was just excited and happy that like I got out of bed on Tuesday. Um, and I obviously not everybody is going through such a vast range of emotions as my 2020 has, but I think we are all on some level experiencing this like inconsistency where the day is going great and then you check the news and you're like, mm, gonna go sit and pout now or like, well, now I'm gonna go cry. <laughs> um, and so learning how to have a fluid wind detector and base your wins off of like where you are mentally, emotionally, and physically has been what has taken like my win celebrating from something that is, you know, an on occasion, like quarterly basis when I meet a formal part of a goal to something that happens every day. And now it's like a tool I can use to build momentum, to maintain confidence, to build confidence, to grow and to work through kind of like the good days and the bad days. Um, it's now like my favorite thing to sit down at night and be like, how was today? What kind of day do I want to have tomorrow? What's, what would a win look like for me tomorrow if I had a bad day today? Like, what is the one thing that I can like be excited about that I know I'm going to do? Maybe it's getting out of bed. Maybe it's reading a chapter in a book that I'm excited to read. Like, Finding something that excites you can also be a win if you're having a string of disappointments or um, failures of a sense. Like if you are in that loop, a win can be anything that will bring a smile to your face. And I think those are things that we sometimes forget or fail to acknowledge that like, Wins don't have to be massive. They just have to be a light in a dark place. <laughs> in, in a sad day, a win just has to be a light. Um, so figuring out what those are for you, I think is and will be one of the biggest things to making celebrating your wins like a daily practice instead of like something like big and um, kind of like off limits per se. I think that was a really great description. And although I have to laugh because at the beginning you said it's anything that's slightly over 50% better. And then you said, well, it's really vague. I'm like thinking, well, that's pretty specific. She did a pretty good job narrowing that down, but you're right. It is vague because of all those reasons of all the things that you just mentioned kind of along the way, it's really could just be anything that excites you, you know, anything that brings a smile to your face. Some of those key things that you said. I think what's important too, as we're talking about this, celebrating successes, wins, all of this, it's also critical to recognize that you may not be in dark times. You may not be in failure mode. Things might be chugging along and going really well, 
even if you are in constant win, 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 win mode, you still need to celebrate that too. I think people forget sometimes when they're in that positive mode all the time um, and things are just clicking along and achieve, achieve, achieve. It's actually a really good time to be celebrating in that space as well, because you're then also reflecting on what's going well. You're thinking about how you can adapt, evolve, change, do more of uh, what you want to repeat, you know, all this type of thing, or is there someone else I need to train or whatever, but there's some good that will kind of come out of, out of that. So thinking about those positives and the value that they bring and celebrating those along the way can be really important too. Um, the other thing you talked about that I specifically wrote down, I wanted to go back to, you were talking about your reflection and doing it daily. And one thing I have my clients do similar to what you, you talked about is reflect. And really there's always three kind of key components in the reflection. What went well today? What were your wins? Um, the second one is maybe what were your challenges? Some of the things that you would like to be working on or help needed. And then what are you looking forward to tomorrow? But I think those kind of bookend pieces are really important. So when we talk about celebrating successes, it could be as simple as asking yourself, what went well today? And to your point, it might be, I got out of bed. Like that could be the thing that was the one thing that went well today. But if you can't identify one thing in your day that went well, you're not looking deep enough. You're not understanding the question because everyone has something, you know, we're all alive, breathing air, you know, even if that has to be your thing for the day, because nothing else feels great, that's fine. But don't forget the things like, you know, I wanted to, to take out the trash and do the dishes before I went to work. And I actually did do that. That was kind of nice that I got that out of the way. I said I wanted to do it and I did it, right? That could be a win, right? So just really thinking of what went well today, what's something I accomplished or achieved, and doing it on that daily basis and taking that moment to pause daily will allow you to recognize that, oh yeah, I am doing some things. I do have some things worth celebrating. So, so I think those are great. Yes. Hop in here. As you get in the habit of doing something like this daily, you're going to catch yourself doing it throughout the day as well. So I am now, I do it every night before I go to bed, I sit down and I think, hmm, what did I do today? What made me smile? What made me happy? Maybe what made me sad? Um, and I just, I don't usually journal through much of those things. I, for me, it works enough to just like think through my day a little bit instead of having to like process that through like a written medium or something like that, um, which I know is something that a lot of people do. So if it works for you, that's great. It's just, that is not a method that works for me. So it's not what I do. Um, but when you're in that habit and kind of like teetering on the edge of being present and also reflecting on how things are going, you start celebrating your wins through the day. So it's like, hey, I just wrote a really hard email to a colleague and I sent it. Like, that's a win. I'm going to go eat a cookie for that. Um, I'm going to step away from my laptop. I'm going to like close my email out. It's not important when they reply, how they reply, like that is now out of my control. But like I did the hard thing that I needed to do. So I'm going to reward myself for that before my like perception of this situation is tainted by somebody else's input. Um, so as you get in the habit of doing it daily and it becomes like a course of thought that your mind just kind of like 
runs through in the background, um, lean into that because there are so many things that you will start to realize like you can celebrate um, and growth that you're making at each and every single day that you would have otherwise like not even noticed um, when you are like in this like big picture like oh goals are only like things that you can tangibly measure or like I have to have six milestones to meet this goal like those things are great and I think for most goals they're incredibly helpful but sometimes if the goal is to like make it to Friday you know, you, there aren't six days in the week until Friday, like you got five. So like six milestones, you're already out. Um, but like being able to say like, Hey, I did this hard thing. I'm going to go eat a cookie now. That's great. Or, you know, I had a hard conversation with a friend. It went okay. Like, you know, it went 50% better than 50%. Um, so like, I'm going to take that for what it's worth. So getting in that reflection habit makes it easier to be aware of how many wins you are having, even on the bad days. Perfect. That is such a good takeaway for everyone. Well, I think it's a good time to segue just quickly into our favorite ways to celebrate. And this won't be a massively long list, but we'll rattle off some ideas to get people started. And then we just encourage you to reflect and think about ways you'd like to celebrate and come over to LinkedIn and join the conversation there. Um, I want to start us off just really quickly by a verbal recognition in the form of celebration. So for me, sometimes celebration even just comes in the way of saying it out out loud, um, sharing it with someone, or joining in with someone. So pulling, in this case, I'm going to pull Randall in into my celebration with me. So that's one of the ways that I like to celebrate is just through this kind of verbal sharing. And for this particular podcast episode, um, we have had some of the biggest distractions we've ever had. The fire alarm went off obnoxiously loud at my home here. Hopefully that's fairly seamless and you never know. I mean, maybe we should have included it just Sometimes. to really... Yeah, multiple. Yes, that's right. This is not a one-time occurrence, I should have said. This is not like a one and done. This was a multiple time. And here we are. We're at the end. We made it. And I think we've got good content to share, even though we had that massive distraction in the middle. So congratulations, Randallyn, and thank you for sharing in that moment with me. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited as well, Jen. I think our podcast has been a fun journey that we have continuously gotten a little bit more casual within. I feel like before we used to kind of very attentively plan out our episodes and now we're like okay cool um I'll see you Monday we're gonna talk about mm, we'll figure it out on Monday and then we get on the zoom call and like the first five minutes are like well what are we gonna talk about today and then we're like okay here's half of the topic like let's just run with it um and so I I think like our ability to know the other person now and know that like I don't have to have a hundred percent fully formed thought to be able to have a good episode with Jen because she's going to take it and run with it. And then I'm going to take it and run with it. And we're going to kind of share in that burden is such a testament to like how well we can work together. Um, so I absolutely love it. And I think it is a major win we should be celebrating. Yay. Okay. So what are some ways people can celebrate and join in on this celebration with us or their own thing that they're going to celebrate. So what are some of the th favorite things you like to do? 
I have a lot of favorite things because I celebrate a lot of small wins this year. <laughs> um, and I, when you celebrate small wins, it's hard to make every small win feel like a million bucks, but I think there are a lot of things you can do. So for me, it's like, I'm also very food motivated. So I eat a lot of cookies, I eat a lot of donuts. Um, but I make sure that I mean, I, I eat a fairly balanced diet as is, so I'm not usually like a sugary snacker. So it works out for me in my favor that like those can be rewards for tasks <laughs> because they're just not usually something that I'm consuming. Um, but on that note, like I also love to have like a, a one song dance party. Like if I am you know, going through a day and I, you know, get, check my email and see that a client, you know, signed my contract, like, great. I'm going to go, like, I'm going to turn on whatever song I'm like hype about this week because it changes all the time. And I'm going to like be goofy and be silly and like have a moment of joy in a day that maybe like wasn't incredibly exciting before. Um, I will say, I have been incredibly into the Jonas Brothers lately, and I'm not sure how my neighbors feel about it, but, like, 10-year-old Randy is loving this comeback. <laughs> so those are some of my favorite, like, small ways, uh, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I will use, like, everyday things, like getting coffee instead of buying or um, buying coffee instead of making coffee as, like, a reward on occasion. Um, you know, we are, we have been living and staying at home now for months. So most of us have just gotten in the habit of doing a lot of things at home, which is great. And I'm sure is great for a lot of people's budget. But now those things that you used to, to do regularly can become treats, they can become rewards, they can become an opportunity to like, get out of the house and do something exciting that maybe we weren't going to do, or we weren't, um, expecting to do or it's no longer habitual so it makes it fun um so using something like that or like going going to get a donut um or going to get a cookie you know any sort of fun fun little adventure that you can go on um but as far as like bigger things there was a season in my life where I was blessed to both have the financial resources to do this and the time and energy to pursue this kind of reward. And what I would do is every Friday on my way home from work, I would stop at Target and I gave myself a $10 budget and I would pick a $10 gift um, that I would then use like some way in my weekend. So maybe it was like um, a couple bath bombs and like that weekend was going to be like self-careist and I was going to you know, take some baths and just like chill out because like my reward for getting through that week was like not having to do anything. Um, or maybe I was going to, you know, like get a new like kitchen utensil and like spend the weekend baking or cooking um, and like doing something like that, which is something that I really love and enjoy, but I don't usually like think about consciously buying, you know, new measuring spoons, like I'm missing half of them, but like, it's fine. Uh, like, no, I can buy myself new measuring spoons and like make something with them. Um, so things like that, or like, um, 
I have a problem with journals. I collect absolutely way too many of them. Um, and so like there was a, I would like maybe buy a journal that I really liked or something. I still have them. They're all half written and my goal is to one day finish one of them. Um, but otherwise like they're, they're great for like decorating. Um, <laughs> you know, you just line them all up on the bookshelf and they look great. Um, but I think for me, like finding wins that are comparable, I, finding rewards that are comparable to your wins is something that only you can figure out because I know that I, like, I know the joy a donut brings to me, but Jen probably doesn't. So maybe donuts don't bring Jen joy. So why would Jen eat donuts when she does X, Y, or Z? Like, it's not going to be, you know, Jen's favorite thing. The one thing I will say about rewards, and I've talked about food incentives a lot, so this might sound backwards. Um, but when I think about rewards, I want them to be something, and I think they're best deserved as something that you can fully experience. So I have stayed away from any sort of rewards that are numbing in a sense, aka like alcohol, <laughs> um, because I want to be present in the reward. And I think when you have like a, a bad day or a bad week and your reward for like the one good thing you did is like a drink are you numbing the bad or are you celebrating the good like that line can get blurred very easily um so that is like my one cautionary tip is like make a reward something that you can fully experience so it doesn't get confused as a celebration for the good or like a distraction from the bad. That is a fabulous tip and a really good way to sum it up for people. I think that's, that's fabulous. So I think you shared some really good things. I wrote some of them down and added a couple more to my list. Your office supplies one cracks me up because I know a lot of people who have these like almost like office supply addictions and that's their reward. So I love that you shared that one. <laughs> Color coded post-it notes are my yeah. downfall. Uh, do I need 7,000 of them? Yeah. No. <laughs> do I own 7,000 of them? <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Um, but one thing you said that I wrote down, which I think is important is this concept of the treat. Like if you're really struggling to come up with what is a good reward for me, like what would I say oh, this is such a nice treat when I do like, and the coffee was a great example. I never thought of that until you just said that just now. And I can think of a time where I walked into Starbucks and I've bought myself coffee and gone, oh, this is such a treat not to have to make my own coffee. Because for me, that's probably a once every eight months occasion, but absolutely. So if you find yourself that there's something that you say, oh, this is such a nice treat. That's probably the perfect type of thing to utilize as a reward celebration. So could be the coffee. It could be having groceries delivered to your house, right? Like what a luxury that is right now. Um, any of that type of thing, going out, having food delivered, some sort of maybe adventure. I really like your example where it's like, I've set a budget and I just have given myself the chance every Friday to go pick something up within that budget. That's maybe a little bit unplanned. Like I'm going to pop into target. I don't know what it's going to be. Is it going to be bath bombs? Is it going to be a cookies? Like what's it going to be? Like, who knows? 
but you get there, you figure it out. And that's probably a little bit of part of the joy and excitement as well is kind of figuring out what it's going to be and then doing something with it. So I like that idea of having almost like a little budget for the celebration. So like if you're really struggling to figure out how am I going to celebrate this? Okay. What level is this on? Like you were talking about, like making sure the reward matches the level of the effort. And this is a $5 reward. Okay. I put a $5 bill right here on the counter. And you know, when I hit that milestone, I'm going to take that $5. I'm going to decide what to do with it. Is it a cup of coffee? You know, is it a box of cookies? Um, like, what is it? What is, am I going to donate it to charity? Like maybe that's even the thing, like who knows, but I'm going to do something with this when I get to that point. So so many good examples you shared. I love that. And for me, it's always a box of cookies. So if you want to contribute to my rewards, uh, shoot me a message on LinkedIn and I'll send you my address. Um, I accept, you know, cookies. I've never met a cookie I don't like. Uh, <laughs> but on that note, Jen, I think we have talked today for much longer than we had originally planned. Um, so hopefully the people have enjoyed this conversation as much as you and I did. Um, but I'm going to encourage them all to head on over to wonderbarn.com slash people talking people to learn more about this show, um, to check out all of Jen and all of the other episodes that Jen and I have done. I would admit none of them are probably as that's not true. I will say when I edited the last episode, I put something very special in there for you guys about 90% towards the end of the episode. So you guys are going to have to go listen to the whole episode to find it. Um, but so head over to wonderbarn.com slash people talking people to learn more about our show, explore other episodes and find um, new shows in the network that you will love as much as this one. Thank you so much, Randall. And I'm going to go uh, celebrate with another cup of coffee. Me too, Jen. Me too. <laughs> All right.